Okay, let's do it. Is this the last one of the year? Yeah, it's the last one. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, well, lucky you don't care. Have any? Don't have any uh, emotional attachment to your fans and friends and listeners. I have no emotional attachment to anything, Claire. <laughs> You're a very emotionally stunted. Yes. Mm. How are you? I'm all right. Claire Isaac. I'm good, Lisa Sinclair. How are you? Well, I'm good. Welcome to Playing Devil's Avocado, the podcast. Thank you. Um, it's the last one for two, 2021. Yes, we're going to take quite a big break, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, probably at least three, four weeks. Oh, oh definitely at least. I'd say, oh, at least. Say, I'd say <laughs> mid-Jan at the earliest. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this final episode of the year... We've got some Christmas countdown. Comfort club. What hurts now? What hurts now? And a bit of year in review. That sounded like what hurts now. Is it news and views? News and views. Well, not really, because there's no news. But it's the year in review news. Year in review, yeah. Okay. So well, let's begin with the Christmas countdown. Do-do-do-do. Well, it's getting very exciting now, isn't it, Claire? It's, well, it's the countdown's really on, isn't it now? It really is. People on are now. S- this um, Friday, so we come out on Thursday. On the Friday, some offices we know are shutting down already. Yes. For example, and then and a lot of the schools have shut down, haven't yes. they? They've all gone early. Yeah, because then... nobody wants to get locked down for COVID, do they? No, because of course. Tomorrow in Sydney, which is the 15th, isn't it, in Sydney, mm. um, the world goes back to complete normal. It's like freedom day. Well, it's still a few QR codes and a bit of masking, but, um, yeah, be interesting to see how mm. how that pans out. Welcome, Omicron. <laughs> Please, take whatever you want. Please, come <laughs> Make in. yourself at home. Um, yeah. Now, you've had a Christmas already. Yeah, so speaking of Omicron and Christmas, so last year we didn't have one because my brother, who lives in Melbourne, couldn't come up from Melbourne for Christmas. So he was driving up, actually, and then he didn't at the last minute, luckily, because then it was shut down just before Christmas, remember? Anyway, yeah, so he and crazy. his family came up. I haven't seen them for two years, really. I've seen him, but not not family. And it was lovely, honestly. Lovely. And my niece and nephew, Charlie and Maddie. Shout out to Charlie and Maddie. And we had Christmas presents. We had Santa hats. I got from Aldi, not an ad. I got this selfie kit that you blow up a photo frame <laughs> that says Merry Christmas on it. And we all held little little things that said Merry Christmas and ho, ho, well, that's ho. That's very cute. And took photos and we had prawns and we had salads and stuff, except for that we forgot a whole lot of Christmas stuff because, you know, it didn't feel oh. So we forgot the cake, forgot the pudding, forgot to use the Christmas crackers, the bonbons. But aside from that, it was lovely. Lovely. Makes you kind of go, it was nice to have a relaxed Christmas without any pressure of it actually being Christmas. You know what yes. I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I do know what you mean, Claire. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your non-negotiable food items or drink items at Christmas? Christmas. Like what What right. do you cry if you don't have? <laughs> My way. Um, I like champagne in the morning with some orange juice, like a, you know. Well, that's just standard any yes, day, isn't that's it? That's just a day ending in Y. Um, I also like ham and prawns, have to have prawns for Christmas, mm-hmm. oysters, but I didn't have any oysters this year because I don't know why, I didn't get any, mm-hmm. um, and lots of chocolates that you then pick at all afternoon and feel really ill, 
Um, yes. And yeah, cheese. It's just more. Just I think the non-negotiable food items are not so much items as just huge amounts of food. Right. And right. you? You? What do you think? I love a Coca-Cola, Claire. Mm. I love a Coca-Cola, but I don't drink it for you know obvious reasons. And I hate a Diet Coke or any of the other Cokes. I just won't touch them. But at Christmas, I buy myself. I'm allowed to buy six mini Cokes. Oh. You know what? Push and, that boat out, honestly. I know. I go crazy. And it just, to me, that is Christmas, is my mini Cokes. Aww. And it, at some point I have to have all the cheese and all the pickles. Yeah, of course. All the pickles. I like cold turkey and pickles and cheese and stuff of, of an evening on Christmas Day after you've had oh, lunch yes. like that. Yes, yes. Um, but the rest of it I don't really mind about. Because I sort of veer between an English Christmas and an Australian mm, Christmas, so I get a bit uh, confused sometimes. Yeah. Um, you have a new favourite salad. I do. Now, I ha- I'm going to put this, I'm going to post this in the PDAs. And yeah. I, will, I think I stole it from someone from The Hot Flush who is a, who were oh, yes. another podcast about middle-aged women. They no longer do their podcast, but I think it was from one of their Instagram. One of them was a, one of them is an amazing cookie lady, isn't she? Amazing mm. at cooking. I don't know yeah. that it was her recipe. I think it's someone else's recipe, but it's it's just this very easy salad to make. It's it's raw broccoli that you chop up. Mm. In the um, in the machine, or no, you can just chop, chop up yourself. It up. Yeah, yeah. Chop it up some um, roasted cashews, not salted. Some mm. cranberries. Cold some, cashews. Yep, yeah, cold. Don't chop them up. Oh, you can have either, I suppose. But mm. maybe whole is better. Mm-hmm. Um, some bacon, fried bacon, chopped Ooh. up. Some now red, you've got me. Red onion. Um, and then you mix a dressing with um, mayonnaise, vinegar and a bit of honey and you put it all together and just dump it in a bowl. And it's honestly, it's delicious. And it's a bit sort of old school looking. Yeah. And yet it's the flavours are all amazing. And I've made it twice now and I made it at Christmas. And out of everything on the table, that was the one thing that went. Did everyone love it? Yeah, because it's. I'll post the recipe, of, please. I will, but because you kind of go, oh, raw broccoli, that's going to be hard to digest. But it's actually, with all the other flavours, it's delicious. Highly mm. recommend. Alrighty. Mm. Um, I'm obsessed with Christmas cooking shows. So, like, like Nigella's Christmas table from last, Nigella's. Last Jamie's. Jamie's Christmas is just unbelievable. So I've been watching Jamie's Christmas and then last night I actually had to make a chicken pie because he made a leftover turkey pie and it looked so delicious. I immediately had to go make pie. Um, Yeah, um, but I seem... There doesn't seem to be as many Aussie Christmas cooking shows, does there? Well, I wonder if maybe it's a bit early. Maybe it'll be next week there'll be some... Oh, that would be too late. You've got to sort out... You know, all your flavours, what you're having for your pav, what you're having for your ham glaze. I did watch Women's Weekly Christmas show. I watched bits of that. Yeah. 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 Um, So I'm a bit obsessed with them. Nigella puts on a nice Christmas, but for me, it's Jamie. Jamie's the king of Christmas now, I'd say. He's Santa. Yeah. He's obsessed with Clementines. We We started doing Clementine drinking game. Watching, well, every, um, time, every time you say Clementine, every time you say Clementine, we had a drink. Drink. You were really, really um, pissed. Yes. Um, there was a story on the Guardian about how to give a cookbook in Australia. How to give one? Yes, how no. to give a cookbook to someone. Oh, no. I sent it to you and you oh. didn't read it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's saying in Australia you should never give a Christmas festive-themed book. Because... Well, because you only use it once a year. 
But I don't know. I mean, I have Christmas recipe books that I just keep in my Christmas box. And I I like to get... Maybe you're the only person in in Australia that has a Christmas box, for starters. Well, doesn't everyone have a Christmas box? I have a trunk full of Christmas stuff. (laughs) I have have chargers. Do you know what chargers are? No. They're the special things that go underneath your plate. So they're like big... Not plates, but big things that go underneath your plate right. so it looks nice on the table. Okay. I have runners, Christmas runners, Christmas tea towels. Hopefully wow. I've got some Christmas napkins coming. Oh, no, I asked for not Christmas napkins, yeah, didn't do. I, Claire? Yes. Yeah. Um, wow, I had no idea you were that person, Lisa. This is a complete insight into into the side of you I know nothing about. Yeah, it's ironic because I'm not really fussed about Christmas at all, but I do <laughs> have a Christmas... Um, a Christmas trunk with filled with Christmas things, obviously. I mean, decorations. I have, I have a Christmas garbage bag that is up in the um, top cupboard that has right. Christmas tree decorations in it, and um, and then I have some Christmas serviettes that are somehow flung into a drawer somewhere, and some Christmas um, table mats that are just with some other table mats, and I have to find them at some point. Oh, no, no. I'm not very organised. It's all in a trunk here. Um, I also have those, um, my favourite thing is glass house Christmas candles. Oh, yeah, I do like them. I do like them. They are sensational. Mm. Highly recommend. Yeah, they're good and they smell so Christmassy and delicious. Yeah, maybe if you like one of those, Mm. um, you won't end up getting divorced from your husband this Christmas. (laughs) My husband. There really is a case here for me to uh, file for divorce over Christmas. So Mm. um, we had an early Christmas, as as I said, and he came out Mm. and had a lovely time. And then um, we have another Christmas. Well, we have two, I suppose. We have another Christmas with my mum, and then we have a Christmas with his family. And he said, Mm. and I quote... I'm happy to have another Christmas dinner, but I won't eat any more Aldi food this Christmas. Is that because you've been forcing Aldi food down him already? <laughs> maybe. I or think maybe it just it's the goose fat potatoes and honey glazed parsnips that I've been wanking on about for several months now and he's just had enough root veg which is a shame because I have gone and and stocked up on the parsnips I found a secret stash in my local Aldi so um I'm gonna have to maybe you could do a little Facebook group and pass them on or something well I know a few ladies on the PDAs which is our own Facebook group who probably you know pay top dollar for (laughs) some but I honestly I don't know what he's expecting to have instead I mean I think what it is is that he doesn't like the frozen I get it, frozen roast potatoes. When you can make your own so much, just as easily as having the frozen ones. I think for me, the you idea could. was that the goat, the goose fat ones were just actually quite surprisingly nice. And so I loved them. Right. As opposed to, I want to only eat these kind of roast potatoes from now on. But I, I know that, you know, like when you have, or when all of your Christmas chocolates are Aldi and your Christmas pudding is Aldi. Mm, you're maybe, very Aldi Christmas. Yes, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that then I wouldn't nothing wrong with that when I'm divorced I will deck yeah. out my whole house in Aldi um, rocking chairs lamps and um, other kind of Aldi paraphernalia if you do want some recipes I can recommend Jamie um, hey. Jamie Oliver yes yeah. <laughs> I, get right. I get who you're talking about you got it yeah. you got it okay <laughs> Let's do some Culture Club. Culture Club. Um, now, quite a big week in TV land for oh, yes. us. Let's it's been start quite amazing, with. Hasn't it? What? It's been amazing, hasn't it? 
it has. Let's start with the return of Sex and the City. Da, da, da. What do you think? And just like that. What do I think? Um, first sort of seven minutes, I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? And then I just relaxed into it. And, um, and then I quite loved it and can't wait to watch the next episode and um, think everyone needs to shut up and fuck off and stop telling middle-aged women what to do, what to wear, how to act, how to be, how, how face, to look, what how to... face should be like. Yeah, sick of it. Shut the fuck up. Also, I... where's everyone's manners? People are so rude now, aren't they? They're just so rude and rude. angry. Not like me. I'm not rude and angry at you're all, not, Claire. You're lovely. I do agree, though, that the, there's a certain amount of um, social media just means people lose their filter, and we've spoken about that previously in other contexts, mm. but I feel like... Um, you just think that you're allowed to just say whatever you think because it's just you're sort of saying it to yourself and then you don't realise that it's actually getting out there in the public domain and you say... But um, well, I mean, lots of articles. And, I know. You know, I'm over articles, it. not just social media, like actual articles about people being, you know, tediously woke or, yeah. you know, needlessly bitchy or... It's just it's like, like oh, it's sex in the city. The whole point of that show is that it's, you know, it's all those things and more and it's just... Um, it's escapism. It's fucking television. It's not like it's just she TV. Didn't, she didn't write it to be, uh, you know. I mean, everyone's put so much importance on Sex in the City as being yes. a thing, and it was never written to be the thing. It was written to just be an entertaining book, you know. It wasn't. It was part of a TV of a column, you know. That it wasn't supposed to be this sort of zeitgeisty thing necessarily. It just turned into. No. That. It's not. It's not like she is the voice of a fucking generation. And I think as well that, um, you know, it is really refreshing to see 55-year-old women on screen. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I actually oh, loved every second like? of it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree that the first couple of minutes were a bit kind of like, oh, okay, right, here we are. And then I just mm. loved, I, I didn't realise, and I said to you, I didn't realise how much I missed Carrie. I really didn't. I don't miss her at all. She still annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> no, I loved her. I just loved her hair and her clothes and I loved Miranda. Charlotte, I can I take do miss live, Samantha I, a bit. No, I, I miss Samantha. I never really liked Samantha either. I didn't like Samantha and Charlotte ever, really. I just love Miranda. Do you think Samantha's going to make a surprise appearance at the end? No. no you don't? No. Mm, okay. But I did. And now, okay, so there's been a lot of controversy about people, spoilers, but I think we're going to have to just do the spoiler. Oh, yeah, it's been Because it's been everywhere, and also, if you haven't watched it by now, more fool you, because you're going to get spoilers. Um, Did you see the Peloton ad? Yes. And so, basically, of course, for those who don't want a spoiler, turn away now. Big dies after doing a Peloton class. He has a heart attack and dies. And then, apparently, Peloton's shares dropped because everyone was like, oh, I can't do it because it kills people. So they did this hilarious ad. It took them 48 hours to come out with this ad that Ryan Reynolds directed and made with Chris Noth, who is Mr. Big, where he's fine and he's with the Peloton instructor that they mention in the TV show sitting on a couch saying life's too short not to have another go at Peloton or whatever. And then Ryan Reynolds' little kind of disclaimer at the end says, he's alive. <laughs> and it's yeah, very, it's, it's very pretty good. cute and clever. I, I did wonder for a bit whether it was all one big thing. And they'd planned it all, but apparently they didn't. No. Um, did you cry a little bit when Big died? I did cry when he died. But yeah. then the second episode with the funeral, I got a bit bored. Yeah. 
Um, but I also I think got sad because is... what's his name dies as well in real life. Well, it? I get sad of watching him, mm. Stanford, because mm. you know he's going to die in the real life. Um, I also never thought they had amazing chemistry, to be honest. Big and Carrie, I never bought them as this great love. I find I quite liked their relationship, but I feel like there's no way in the world they'd still be together if they in real life because she would have just got sick of him not committing eventually. I also think that if he hadn't been rich and had a limo and had the, all the money, mm. she wouldn't have been so desperate to be with him. Yeah, I just yeah, I've it always felt, felt that. I just yeah, I don't necessarily believe them. Mm. I still didn't really believe them. And to be honest, in the, there was some controversy around the Peloton ad because people were going, well, of course, he's with a younger, hotter girl. And it's like, right. well, that's Mr. Big. That you is know? Mr. Big. He is, he um, is the younger, hotter girl, middle-aged man. It's just that she was the younger, hotter girl for a long time. And I don't know that they would have stayed together. She's obviously, um, Carrie is obviously going to hook up with the podcast producer. The woman? No, the man who oh. was in the booth laughing. Oh. Did you notice? There was a no. silver fox. Oh. podcast producer who was uh, laughing and uh, she's clearly going to hook up with him. Oh, that's exciting. Mm. Let's hope so. Um, I'm interested to, I'm interested to see where they take the story, you know, 55-year-old woman starting out. I think a lot of women could relate to that, not necessarily as widows, but maybe as divorcees. Well, or, when I get divorced because of my Aldi thing, I'll yeah. be following along at home. All right, we can <laughs> call it Claire and the City. <laughs> And the other big TV thing um, this week was the succession finale. Oh, yes. No, that was oh, my God. genius, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing. So, um, I don't know. I mean, can we spoil that? We'll just talk about it, I feel. We don't need to spoil it. Just talk it, about it. No. Uh, do you think everyone's watching succession or is it just like... I don't know. I don't. I think lots of people are watching it, but maybe it doesn't. I mean, yeah. it's just because it because it moves so quickly and things happen so much. It sort of doesn't matter if you haven't watched it. Yeah. Yet. I um watched last week's episode last week, and then I was home one night, and it was on again, and I actually just watched it again. And Succession's the kind of show where you miss stuff when you're watching it because yeah. it's so smart, so clever, the dialogue's so fast that you can watch it again and pick stuff up that you hadn't noticed first time round. Yeah. Well, there was a, there's two things I'd like to say about that. One is yes. that last week's episode where Roman showed the dick pic. Well, oh, yes. He sent the dick pic. And yes. then there was an article in Salon.com about all the other things on their phones that we hadn't oh, yes. missed, including a photo of Shiv with a finger up and all these kind of different sort of things that were on yes. people's phones. and a cat. Yeah. Which is he had just, a fluffy cat. Yeah, which is just very clever little insights mm. into their world that you don't necessarily see. And then I read this article written by someone we know, Thomas Mitchell. And yes. he wrote this really great piece about um, the clues that we should have seen about how all this went down for this um, finale because the finales are just phenomenal. The last season's one was amazing. It was when Kendall kind of stood up and basically accused his father of being an asshole and caught in, you know, and it, it sort of he showed that he was going to go off on his own and, you know, become a power to be reckoned with or whatever. This one was more about them trying to um, pull one over on their father, but he was ahead of them already. Yes, the clues we missed, The clues we missed about how that was going to go down and who was part of it. And there's a great photo from this season, at the beginning of this season, of them all walking down a hallway. And mm. it's clearly divided into those two camps already. 
So it was like a little clue that they've just dropped out for us, but we didn't see it yet or we didn't know the significance. And I just kind of go, God, I love clever TV. I love mm. shit as well. <laughs> but it's I a joy it. to watch, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so good. And our very own Sarah Snook, of course. And our very own Sarah Snook, who was here for the um, Actor Awards. She was. And now she's up uh, there talking Emmys for her. Yeah, amazing. Mm. She's great. Amazing. She's great. I was watching, what was I watching the other day? And she popped up. It was a really old Aussie um, show. Oh, you know what it was? Did you ever watch any of the movies? The, very the Christmas Moody's, the Moody's at Christmas. No. Oh, they're on they're ABC. I think they're on um I think they're on ABC iView. They're a very funny little show about family an Aussie family coming together at Christmas every year. And um we were watching an episode that we'd never seen before and Sarah Snook popped up. Aww. Yeah. It's about ten years old. Look, I recommend that show. Um another show I recommend um because I watched the first season, I've been watching The Great season oh, yeah. two. Yeah. Did you watch season one? I've never got really got into it, but I do think that it's one of those shows that I might start watching over the holiday period because I know that it looks great. And the season two's got Gillian Anderson in it, hasn't it? Yes, she's she's not in it yet from what yeah. I've seen. Yeah. But um, yes, it's all good rollicking fun yeah. set in the Russian Russian court of Nicholas Peter and whatever, someone. No, not Nicholas. <laughs> That's Nicholas Holt plays mm. Peter the Great's son right. and then is married to Catherine the Great. And it's all very, um, it's quite sexy and naughty and sort of, you know, modern but old. But it's not not one of my traditional period dramas, Claire. No, it's I think really you'd enjoy off it. Kilter, isn't it for you? Yeah, off brand for you. It is. It mm. is. Um. Okay. What about some what hurts now? What hurts now? Now. Um, first off, I had my booster today. Oh, I can't have mine yet. Well done, you. Well, I booked in for tomorrow, and then they rang me and said, can you come now? I was like, oh, okay. So I ra- went up there, because they'd run out of Pfizer. Oh. And so they said, we're giving you Moderna. And I said, no, 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 wait, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know. Do I want that? I don't know if I want it or don't want it. And then they said, oh, actually, we've saved you a Pfizer. And I was like, well, wait a minute, Reuters says have Moderna. No, I didn't know what to do. I really panicked. <laughs> so I'm trying to frantically research it. Mm. And then I just said, look, just give me the Pfizer. So I've had my booster, but... Um, I'm completely COVID paranoid again. Well, I think that's understandable. Mm. I just feel like we're back we're, we're back where we started, but at least we're all vaccinated. Look, I think this is going to be, and I hate to use the term, the new normal, but the this new is the normal. new normal. Like we're going to yeah. have to deal with it all the time. So as long as we're vaccinated and boosted up and as long as we just, you know, I, I think that it's become so much part of my life now to socially distance and to wear a mask mm. inside. Even though the rules are changing, I think I'll still wear them when I'm in a shop, possibly. Just it does have quite a big repercussions still, though, because, for example, I'm meant to be getting on a plane in, um, you know, nine days time so if I get pinged as a close contact I then can't get on that plane yeah or if I get COVID even though if I'm not very sick I can't get on that plane so it's you know if you're just going to live your life in Australia that's absolutely fine but the, the but the ramifications for anyone who wants to travel overseas or actually go to Queensland Queensland you've got to have a PCR test before you go mm. You know, I think WA is going to be the same. So, 
it's still I think that, I think that will become it is and I think but I think that will become that will have to change at some point as well because otherwise no one will be able to do anything or go anywhere so no, I think, and you can't plan anything no. so and I you know that will ha- that will that is now but then everything has changed and moved so quickly from say two years ago anyway in terms of you know how people deal with these things that I imagine that give us till next Christmas and everyone will just be flying everywhere. You have a, you'll have a test, you have to do a test on the plane. You know, it'll just be yeah. a different way of working. I've got a friend who's got COVID in the UK now. And, you know, it's just, it just is like everyone has COVID, you know, it's just one of those mm. things. It's so funny. It's like you realise, you know, how for all of the annoyance of having our millions of lockdowns and being stuck at home for months and not being able to see anyone or do anything is that, I know very few people in Australia who've had COVID, whereas I know a lot of people overseas who've had it. I know more people in Australia now, though, than I ever have done. Did you? Oh, what, than you ever have done? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, mm. which is one. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, I, I think it's fine to be paranoid about it. I just think, mm. given that you are going away and you're seeing your mum, hey, Maureen. I know, it'd be lovely, won't it? Or will it, if we go into lockdown in the UK and I'm in a house with my beloved mother for a week? Just the two of us. Maureen, I'll send send you lots of strength in your time of need. (laughs) Prayers and strength. Um, Now you say, what's what's hurting you, Claire? I'm just tired, Lisa. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm not sleeping because I'm thinking about all the things I've got to do before the end of the year. So I'm constantly making lists in my head and, you know, but I'm just tired. I just want a break. I just want, I just want to not have to think about anything. I want that, that pain and the pressure in my head to dissipate. You know that sort mm. of constant concentrating. Sort mm. of thing. I just want a pina colada in one hand, a trashy, oh, yes. a trashy novel in the other, the smell of sunscreen in the air. You know that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't that sound lovely? Well, not long now, Claire. Not long now. And I don't I mean, obviously, I, you know, there's worse things going on in the world than me being tired. But just this, I just, I'm tired. I think it's been a long mm. year. And I, don't, I know I'm not alone. There'll be a lot of people who are very, very, A lot of people looking exhausted. forward for a good break. Yeah. You've got other problems, haven't you? Can you read this all right? I can because I've got my glasses on. But I think, I think COVID has really, really fucked my eyesight mm. completely. From I can't see anything. all the time. Yeah, I'll have to go and get my eyes tested again. But every time I go, Claire, they say I've got 20-20 vision. Um, <laughs> so, as you know. So, um, <laughs> I think it's a combination of being on my phone the whole time, being, you know, screen time, just constant screen time. I can't I see anything. it's also menopause. I think it's a symptom of menopause oh. that I don't talk about. You get blurry eye, blurry vision, you get tired eyes. You know, I think it's all, I mean, I don't know that it's even acknowledged as one but i would suggest that oh age is well there. i did google gritty eyes the other day mm. and that is a what well, that is one there you go now we've got that out of the way us mm-hmm. whinging mm-hmm. what about something useful useful should yeah we do our should we do our year in review yeah, review and news. What is it? <laughs> news yeah. and reviews. But just reviews. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. What is your book of the year? Right, okay. We're going there straight away, are we? Yes. Um, book of the year, Lisa. It took me a while to think of which was the one that I enjoyed the most, but one that I kept coming back to was The Paper mm. Palace. 
Yes, I haven't um, read that yet. I might read that on my holidays. It's a good holiday read. It's by yeah. Miranda Cowley Heller, I think her name is. Um, and it's just a great book. Um, everyone I know who's read it has really enjoyed it. There is a there's some dispute about the ending and, and what it means, but just a really good rollicking read. Great for summer, yes, definitely. What about you? Well, I enjoyed a book that we both read called Early Morning Riser, mm. and I keep thinking about it. Mm. Such a quiet little book mm. um, written by Catherine Heine. And do you remember it was about a little small town in America yes, and this woman falls in love with this man who's basically dated everyone in the small town, yeah. but everyone is still friends and then they all look after each other. And really not very much happens at all, does it? But it was just um, really nicely written and just this gentle little book that I think is probably quite poignant during all the lockdowns we've had and all the reassessing that everyone's doing about what's important yeah um and definitely you know sort of community and neighborhoods and friendship and kindness Mm. yeah so that would probably be my book of the year um you know i haven't been to a cinema in over two years claire but you have i have yes my movie of the year yeah, I would. I'm not normally one to say this, but mm. I reckon the James Bond movie is my favourite of oh. the year. In terms okay. of um, movies at the cinema, like I've seen lots of movies on streaming sites, and you know, but actually yes. sitting in the cinema and enjoying a film for the rollicking ride that it was. Yeah, say die, whatever it's called, by the James Bond movie hands down wins for me as just the most enjoyable thing I saw all year also the power of the dog which we've already spoken about which is the Benedict Cumberbatch one just love that it's a Jane Campion movie just can't stop thinking about the scenery and the kind of amazing sort of depth of how it was written and how it came up on screen so those two what about you um well I didn't watch many movies this year but two that I do remember watching (laughs) were Worth, which was the movie about the lawyer trying to get um, payments for the 9-11 families with Michael Keaton. That was really amazing. And the other one I really loved was, I don't know if I watched it this year or last year, to be honest, but um, Soul on Disney. Oh, yes. Was a really lovely, beautiful film. Yeah, and that's a very sweet film as well. You know what? What's that? You Are Soul. You are soul. <laughs> um, okay, TV, like proper TV show of the year. Right, proper, we both agreed on this. Proper TV show of the year. Uh, well, it's probably a tie for both of us then, is it? Would you say? Is it a tie probably, yeah. Succession and Mr. Yeah. Inbetween. Mr. Inbetween. Yeah. Mr. Inbetween is one of the best Australian shows, I reckon, of the last 10 years. Definitely. Really good. You were late coming to that, weren't you? I was. And I, yeah. I kept poo-pooing it and going, oh, no, yeah. oh, no. But then and I, I made it. you, didn't I? You did. And you were so right. It was so worth it. And Succession, of course, which we've spoken about earlier today, the best smart TV in a long time. Really yeah. good. Both of them amazing. If you haven't seen either of them, go. That's your holiday viewing right there. And it if really you don't is. like good TV, Lisa, you can have shit TV. Trash, I believe they call it in the trade. Trash TV, but which can also be good TV. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not be uh, yeah. hoity-toity about no. this. What's your trash but great of the year TV show? Well, for me, it is and always will be Real Housewives. <laughs> Any particular franchise or just the... Um, nothing beats Beverly Hills this year because of the drama with Erica 
um, whose husband, Tom Girardi, is, was the Erin Brockovich lawyer who has now allegedly got Alzheimer's but allegedly stole millions and millions and millions from his clients that he'd won these settlements for. So watching that unravel on TV was absolutely fascinating. Wow. Um, I would say that I have restarted watching Selling Sunset. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's going to get me through the summer. Oh, yeah. I actually, I'd forgotten about the um, the real Thanks. estate shows. The one about Sydney one was... Oh, the Sydney one, yeah. I, I haven't loved, watched that yeah. yet. You should watch yeah. that. Because they're so awful. It's just it's just hate watching. Um, but I have to say that I really enjoyed this year Big Brother VIP, right. which is so random for me because I don't like it normally. And um, there's just something really appealing about, you know, just it in terms of maybe where we were at, what we were doing around that time. It just it just for some reason it gave me some joy. So there you go. That's what I thought was my my pick of the. Who year. was your favourite? Um, well, I like Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. But obviously yeah. she got paid a million dollars, whatever, to be on there for two weeks or whatever, she, or a week or however long she was in there for. So, you know, in that in that way, it was a bit see-through the way that it all happened. But I still really enjoyed her screen time. Very good. Yeah. What about, this is a good one, Claire, what's your personal best? Uh, my personal best of the year, Lisa, is such a funny one because I didn't know I'd done it. Yeah. I went to the doctor and my doctor famously once said to me on this when I got on the scales, Oh, that's heavy mm. even for a tall girl. Yes. Um and then this week I went to the doctor to get my HRT prescription looked at and to get some, you know, other things talked about. And I'd lost five kilos according to her scales. And she was as, as happy as I that, was. Well, and as I said, Claire I reckon doctor's scales, <laughs> it's like dog years. If you lose a kilo on a doctor's scale, I reckon that's three kilos in on your own scales. Well, I so don't know. I reckon you've lost 15 kilos there. <laughs> I don't know that I'd go that far. I mean, that would be great if that were the case. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised because normally I dread, as soon as she says to me, get on the scales, I yeah. think pop about on all the, the scales. Just pop on the scales. I think about all the things I can take off that won't be. <laughs> she said, take your bag off, and I'd already taken my bag off and I'd taken my shoes off at that point. Yeah, your um, headphones. <laughs> and my entire outfit. <laughs> Yeah. She was like, you don't have to be naked, you know. Um, well, well done, you. Yeah, so I don't know how I did that. I mean, you know, I don't think... I, I Maybe it's out of order, her scales, but I will take it. I will take it. Take it. Mm. We'll take that. Um, what about your food of the year, Lisa? What's the food one food of... product that you had this year that you just couldn't live without now? Look, I could live without it, but I was very excited by the chicken in a biscuit. <laughs> that came back. <laughs> That they oh, re, you know, reintroduce the chicken in a biscuit. Yeah. Um, biscuit spelled B-I-S-K-I-T. Of course. Um, little and actually, the drumstick flavour is better than the chicken flavour. Right. Um, they're just the perfect little size to scoop up a little handful and have with a cold beer or a gin and tonic. Oh, you're talking mm. the language. You really are. Mm. Um, mm. I, I didn't think about snack foods at all, but there's millions of snack foods I have enjoyed over the last year. But the, obviously, I'd be it would be remiss of me if I didn't suggest that the one thing that was really important to me this year was the Aldi Goose Fat Potatoes, which were life-changing and indeed caused my divorce. So, yes. you know, happy but and sad, it. but worth it. I'd, <laughs> eat all, I'd eat them again. <laughs> eat them again. Um, now, on the home front, yes. somebody came onto the PDAs and thanked you mm, they did. for your suggestion. 
And I got confused because she said it was the Furfy. Yeah. Now, I think that's a brand of beer. It is, but I think it's spelt different. It's got a PH in it. The beer. Oh, so, and I was thinking, I don't remember I don't remember recommending Furfies because I don't mind a scooter of Furfies. Yeah, no. Um, yes, but no, what was no, it? It's a, um, a, it's a thing that you use to get pet fur off couches and stuff and it's just one of those ones that you roll but it has this really clever thing where it rolls in both directions it picks up all the cat hair from the cat obviously yeah <laughs> um, um off the couch and then you can just empty it into the bin it's got like you can open the back of it and pull all the hair out and doesn't it's just a a genius piece of plastic yellow bright yellow disgustingly ugly plastic that will Ooh. never that will that you know will never disintegrate and will be around for centuries but uh, you know, sometimes I think that the death of the world is worth is worth not having cat hair on my couch. So you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely. The other thing, um, I read, oh sorry, yes, no, no, so no, you me. go. The other thing I really like was this um, koala eco, which we've spoken about before. We like them as a um, cleaning product brand, not an ad. They're just a, um, you know, they're fairly kind of quite expensive for just everyday cleaning use but they're nice and natural beautiful um essential oils and everything but they've got they've made a linen spray pillow and linen spray which i didn't know about yeah well, i think it might be and i'm excited new. eucalyptus peppermint and rosalina oil i bought some um i think i might have got a free one when i bought some refills for my cleaning products and then i loved yeah. it so much i bought some more than i bought my mum and my sister-in-law some for christmas really good it's like 16 dollars, but you only just spray it on your pillows and your bed linen and everything and it just smells delicious really lovely i mean 16 dollars isn't cheap but then again if it weans me off my asop room spray addiction yeah well, it's a bargain it's, yeah absolutely half the price there you go mm. what's your, what's you your go. home discovery of the year um well we had a new kitchen put in in the middle of covid um which was you know as painful as you can imagine but <laughs> now is like complete game changer like my whole life has changed um and I've got things like you know twirly Susans in the corner you know <laughs> Susan whatever get out they're of the called. corner stop twirling yeah um and pantry pantry drawers oh yeah which were very controversial in, in um the block this year but I'm totally with the guys who put in the pantry drawers and then Shana Blaze and Neil and everyone were like no it's awful you're gonna have a proper pantry I'm like no they're right pantry drawers are a game changer mm. and also the modern way Claire is to have a big sink no draining but board. what do you do with all the stuff well you either put it just straight in the dishwasher oh. or you buy a draining mat from Ikea. Mm. So the little bits that you, you just put them on the draining board and then you just put it all away and then you've got that nice clean kitchen feel. Mm. Mm, you're not you're not sure about that? Well, no, because I don't have a dishwasher, so it would just be hard work. But then no. I, I think maybe I'll just have to get a dishwasher because everyone keeps telling me that I'm living in a you know, mm. centuries gone by. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it could be that or it could be the long crinoline dress I'm wearing. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it's definitely the dishwasher. Um, and then finally, beauty discovery of the year. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Um, well, I think mine is the Bioderma shower oil and you've got the La Roche-Posay one that you use as well. Mm. I think those shower oils have been revolutionary for me because they've made my dry, scaly menopausal skin softer, during yes. the day just by using them to shower with but then I also I've tried so many bloody 
um, foundations over this year. Again, you know, bought the wrong colours. I told that story about how I bought the Mac Mac foundation that was the wrong colour. And the only the only foundation that I always go back to is Revlon Color Stay. So big shout out to Revlon Color Stay Foundation for being the only one that I should ever buy. And when I say to you, Lisa, I might try another mm-hmm. one. Can you just hit me about the head and say no? You can only use Revlon Color Stay because I don't know why I bother. Okay, well, we'll do. Okay, what's your what's your beauty discovery of the year? Um, I've got two. One is um, when we were in hotel quarantine, I got um, molten brown bath and shower stuff delivered, um, and it's absolutely heaven, and I can't recommend it enough. And then I bought it for my sister-in-law as a little gift, and she loved it too. So Mm. um, big tick for them. Um, And then the other thing was giving up conditioner. Yeah, revelation, revolution. Absolute revolution, revelation, revelatory. (laughs) Yeah. And your your hair is just transformed I don't know if my hair is transformed it's definitely not as greasy as it used to be like I can if I wash it I used to wash it and then I used to have to wash it again in a day or two Mm. I don't have to do that now and but the main thing is that that itchiness has gone completely I think Mm. I was just completely overloading my scalp yeah yeah and I did and I still really enjoy that I think I spoke about it the Walida scalp stuff oh yeah that stuff I'm scalp continuing. Tonic, is it? Scalp tonic. I'm still mm. using that. Um and that is really lovely. Revitalizing hair tonic. Mm. I still use that in the evenings and it's lovely. So I don't know if it's that or if it's the not conditioner, but my head doesn't do that uh, itchy thing anymore. Mm. Which is a blessing, Claire. It's a blessing, isn't it? It really is. It, it is for everyone. For everyone. For, for all everyone. Of us. Everyone's <laughs> sake. Well, it's been an absolute wild ride this year. As we've it's thrown us some curveballs. We've done so many of these by Zoom. Hopefully next year we yes. can do some more in person. Get in a room together, Claire. Yeah. But thank you nice? all for coming to the PDAs and for coming and listening to us this year once again. You've been tremendous. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um and have a good Christmas. Yeah. Have a good break. Yeah. Happy, um, Happy New, New Year. Year. We all we'll know see that you. 2022 is going to be a lot better than 2021. So much better. Mm-hmm. Do you remember saying that in 2020? Yeah, I do. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> but let's hope this time we're right, eh? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Lots of love to everyone. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.